Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. JB, you strong? Very strong. Phil, I can see by looking at you, you're very much not. Uh, not really, Tim. My my voice isn't great. Uh, just flew back in from a stag do in Stuttgart a couple of hours ago. It's all right. I was on the squat rack in... <laughs> have I told you this yet? I was in the squat rack in Pure Gym, and the guy next to me was doing some really impressive uh, you know, power work, doing snatch. And, mate, uh, where do you learn your uh, power work? Prison. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my workout today. You... Oh, yeah, yeah. Conversation in the gym is a tricky one, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. bro, you lift. Yeah, do you lift, bro? <laughs> uh, right, hands in, pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. pod. So there may not be a massive amount of rugby to speak of, but that is not stopping us from speaking about rugby because we've got plenty of tricks up our sleeve. We'll be talking about the super rugby that's been going on, but we will also be building up to the Rugby World Cup, continuing our A to Z of the Rugby World Cup. We have got a stash watch on the way. And we have got something new for you, uh, Club, all-time Club 15, uh, which today we're going to select the 15 best players to ever play for Saracens. And don't worry, it will be coming to your club soon enough. So you can get in touch with us on that or anything else. At Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter. You can listen via the Acast app or on iTunes. And we would very much appreciate, if you enjoy the podcast at all, if you get anything out of it, then if you could spare a couple of minutes of your time and give us some of your feedback, the benefit of your thoughts, on iTunes in the little feedback section. Much appreciated. Thank you very much for that. Right then, JB. Right then, Tim. Right then, Philip. Right then, Tim. Uh, we are just just briefly to go through some of the correspondence we've had over the last week on Twitter at Rugby Podcast. Uh, in response to a Ginger 15, a few players we missed from the Ginger 15, which was to honour Paul O'Connell, who uh, made the move to Toulon, obviously. We missed Ross Batty as a potential hooker. Yep. We missed Pete Richards as a potential nine. Nine was oh, the one we, we, we struggled yeah. with. I, I, well, he was one of the players who was always rated by the commentary team. I always thought it was useless. <laughs> I've never seen him have a good game. Uh, we missed Tom Homer as a possible 15 as well. Yeah. Mike Strelly, uh, one of a bunch of people getting in touch. Thank you very much for doing that. Uh, Alan Kavanagh has also got in touch on Twitter to say, have you seen the new Liverpool forward, Firmino, the Brazilian international He's a dead ringer for Big Gav. Are those two related? 
Have you, uh, have he's you not. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's not. <laughs> he's not? No, he's not. I don't know. I can no see one. No I can one, see one what looks Alan like Uh And also, and there's been a lot of reaction on Twitter to some stash that we've been displaying. We've been talking about the Quinn's new stash, which has been unveiled. So I'm just going to play our little stash watch sting, and then we can get into that. Stash! <laughs> and Harlequins have got their new look for the 2015-16 season. Your thoughts? Hmm. Oh, well, there's a bit of leeway with the away kit, so let's talk about that first. It's okay. Um, it's a little barcode-y. Barcode is, is quite a good way to put it. It's, yeah, it's got a, again they've gone for a maverick design with the away kit. Yeah, that, I think with Harlequins you've got a really tough de- design brief here because it's already done. You know, it's like going up to a new house as a builder and ask if you're needing you know any building work done. It, it's already done. <laughs> so the, the, the more you can keep it original, the better. So that's why they've done all this crazy stuff with the away kit. Um, with, with the home kit, then they've, they've kept it pretty classic, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, why have they changed the Adidas stripes? Because the other classic thing in kits are the Adidas stripes that go down the arm. Uh, I like it. It's the same, same as the French, same as the Italians. So, I think so, to re- de- yeah, to describe oh, but- it, exactly like the French and the Italians, instead of going uh, down the arm, parallel with the direction of the arm, the three Adidas stripes go over from front to back. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it looks really nice. It's, it- it's only a tiny little detail, that the the orientation of the stripes. But just the rest of it, I think it's really nice. Interesting point yeah. made by uh, made by Owen on Twitter. Well, no, actually, Owen's was the one that said the Adidas stripes look wrong. Interesting point being made on Twitter... Uh, from John about the fact that there's no Joe Marler in the pictures and Chris Robshaw is centre of does, both. Of yeah. both. That of is both. a great point. Does that suggest that maybe Robshaw is going to get the uh, captaincy back? Does it suggest that Robshaw isn't the captain that you all think he is? Like I suggested, he's going to be dropped and therefore Quinn's going to have him back as captain. Marley, you mean? Oh, I see. Uh, England captain, you mean? Correct. So you think Harley Quinn's promotional shots are suggesting <laughs> that the England captain is going to get dropped just before a World Cup? I think you pretty much nailed it. <laughs> I think you might be reading a little bit too much into this, Jay. Well, uh, right. it, it is interesting, though. Yeah, it is. Uh, I just wonder if uh, do you know what the, Joe, Joe Marler just couldn't be found. Who's doing do you know what the biggest fun. faux pas for kit uh, photographs was? Not other than trainers. Other than trainers instead of boots. When Gavin Henson played for the Wales team for about two years, he did promotional shots, <laughs> yeah. and they hung him off. The, not literally hung him. Uh, but they hung his picture yeah. off the side of the Millennium Stadium, yeah. which actually got some traction because some of the players were like, well, he doesn't, he doesn't deserve it. Yeah. We've not seen him for God knows <laughs> yeah. how long. Um, as was pointed out, which one of you talked about Hugo Monnier's rig? Uh, might, might have been me too. Yeah, so Phil uh, posted a tweet from at Rugby Podcast just uh, saying, oh, it's such a shame. Seeing the new Harlequins kit is lovely, but it's such a shame that Hugo Monnier's impressive rig will not be filling it. Well, we'll keep our eye on the stash for you. Don't you worry about that. Oh, Bath, Bath have got some new stash. Bath have got some training stash. Uh, they've unveiled and JB wants to have a vest so that he think he thinks that will make him as good as Sam Burgess. <laughs> uh, well, it's going to help, right? Yeah, surely. Yeah, yeah. Can't hurt at least. No. Okay, so we'll get on to the uh, A to Z of the World Cup. We'll get on to talking about the Super Rugby, which is reaching the, the business end of the season in just a minute. Um, and next we have got Jeff Parling and his interview with us when we spoke to him from a little Canterbury ambassador day so uh, see if we can squeeze a bit of information from him about the England kit uh, however right now we've got something brand new but JB's come up with the idea of having an all time club 15 which I, I think is brilliant so how's this working JB? So we're going to pick a 15 from a club this week is going to be Saracens because they won the league and I thought it was quite interesting particularly with their past record of purchases which have been 
quite phenomenal, actually, even if it's in, just in the twilight of their career. And we're going to put together the best 15 they could put together on any given day. So what this actually means is if they wanted to win a cup final tomorrow, who put in the best performances in a Saracens shirt? So if you're a Saracens fan or if you've been a, a fan of a different club and have seen some amazing performances by one of the opposition or if you're a Saracens fan, followed them home and away or whatever or watched it on the telly, who are the Saracens players who put in the best performances for your club? JB's going to put his forward. Me and Phil will maybe hold him to task on a couple of positions we don't know, but you can as well at Rugby Podcast on Twitter and if Saracens aren't your club, we will be doing it for yours at some point. Don't you worry about that. Well, I'll give you some options for props and you can just pick two. So Matt Stevens, Cobus Fasahi, Census Johnson, uh, James Johnson, White, as in Julian, Julian White, White yeah. and Christian Califano. Try and pick a two, a two <laughs> out of those. Well, Cobus Visage yeah, he's in. Was, he was premiership uh, in the premiership team of the season three consecutive years. Was while he really? he was at Saracens, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, How do you know Phil that? Phil getting on the facts <laughs> early doors. You just off, just knew that Boom. off the bat. It's the sort of knowledge he carries around like With that. a briefcase. Wow. <laughs> So Copas Fasaki then? He, he was such a destructive scrummager. Yeah. On, on which side? Uh, it was predominantly a tight head, wasn't he? I don't know. He got. He used to get around the field and do a lot of work as well, making Remember loads what, of tackles. I think he, we used to watch. We used to play for the Stormers prior, prior to that. I, I, I saw him more in Super Rugby when I used to watch a lot of it. Could well be one of the best scrummaging props I've ever to play in the Premiership. Fasaki, and then you, come on, Jay, you've, you've looked into this. Pick, pick the other prop. Census Johnson was pretty good when he was there, wasn't he? Yeah. He was like, Absolute prime of his career. Matt Stevens was obviously very, very good. He got a lot of stick when he was there because obviously he came off his ban and then everyone said he didn't deserve to go to the Lions. Well, he clearly did because Gatlin knows a thing or two. <laughs> uh, and then he went to South Africa and now he's going to Toulon. Um, the other prop, JB? Uh, Sanson Johnson, in my mind. Done. In. Uh, hookers. Hookers an interesting one, isn't it? Oh, Brilliant. This is a really interesting one. Schmidt, Ibanez, Brits. For his performances for Saracens, it has to be Scout Brits. See, I kind of think Ebers. Yeah, maybe it's a bit before my my time, but Scout Brits is superb. Just the best hooker in the Premiership, and keeping out uh, World Cup winning captain John Smith for two years kept him on the bench. Uh, Tim, uh, I mean, there's no there's no debate in my mind. I think if you asked any Saracens player who's the best hooker they've had in the professional era, they would. I don't. I, I think you would be hard pressed to find anyone who didn't say Scout Brits. See, I would have gone with George. George Shooter. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll settle for Brits. Okay. Right. Right. Second, second row then, Jay. Chris Jack. Hooper. Stuart Hooper. Hoops. <laughs> and uh, Borthwick. What a hero. Murray. Grucock. Ben Azee and Hamilton. Borthwick for captain and them. Is this how we're doing it? You're giving us the suggestions yeah. we're picking the players? Okay. All right. Well, you can rule Hooper out because he didn't play any of his good rugby at Saracens. But he was there for his leadership role. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not having that. Not 19. Chris, Chris, Chris Jack, great player, but was gammon for Saracens. Uh, Danny Grucock, I, I go Danny Grucock, Steve Borthwick. Yeah, I'll go with that. I think that's a pretty solid selection. Uh, this team just gets more and more ridiculous. Right, okay. So you've got an all black captain, Tane Randall. Yeah. You've got South African World Cup w- winning captain, uh, Ru- um, Ruan Pino. Sorry. Francois Pino. Francois Pino. <laughs> You've got Richard Hill, wow. who's a Saracens captain. Ke- assassin. Kelly Brown. Uh, oh, j- just go for flankers first, because actually there's not much discussion, I don't think, for number eight. Okay. Richard Hill. Done. Rich- uh, Richard Hill, yeah, but... Jack Berger? R- Richard Hill gets in your back row. Oh, Jack Berger. How do Jack, Berger. Jack Berger. So you've got Francois Pinar. Yeah. That first season he had for Saracens, he was a f- freak. 
he was <laughs> awesome. Um, so do you, it'd be so easy to just go Francois Pinar six, Richard Hill seven. But then well, Jacques Richard, Berger being left out. Yeah, Richard Hill did play eight for England, so you could shift him to eight. But the problem with eight is I think it's an open and closed case that it's Vinopola for eight. I don't uh, think there's a Vinop- better eight that's ever played for Saracens. Vinopola is one of my favourite players. I think he's absolutely brilliant. So who misses out? I, I don't think Richard Hill misses out. I like the fact Vinopola's as good as he is and he still looks like he could get better if he shifted a couple of bad <laughs> kilos. Well, he said um, in an interview last week, he's turned up at the England camp at 135kg. <laughs> Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What is that in? Uh... It's not like three hundred pounds. It's not approaching three hundred pounds. What? What's that yeah, in stones? Uh, I don't. It's, it's twenty twenty one and a half. Oh my god! I mean, gravity starts to have a, a really bad effect on you. When... So it's why it's why the biggest animal on earth is an elephant, and they move dead slow. They don't move that slow. Jeez. Okay, so I think it basically comes this. We know who most of it. Who, who the other two are? Vinopolo and Hill. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Jack Berger, because I think Jack Berger's performances in a thousand shirts are far better than Pinar's performances in. Yeah, I'll go with that. All right, done. Wow. Um, P- uh, imagine having a, a club all time 15 that leaves out Francois Pinar. Pinar. Exactly. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, uh, that, that's the back's done. So, nine's. Oh, sorry, uh, that's the forwards done. Forwards done. This is dead easy, actually. Uh, Stringer, M- Marshall, Would you have Stringer Kieran over? Bracken. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, uh, well, you could look at De Kock. Neil De Kock. Yeah, I was very, very good. Wigglesworth. But Neil De Kock over a long period as well. I don't think anyone comes close to Kieran Bracken. I think okay. housewife's choice as well he was back in the day, wasn't <laughs> was he? Was he? With his little, uh, little centre parting and uh, bangs on his forehead. <laughs> oh, bless him. Kieran Bracken. Yeah. Kieran Bracken for me as well. Uh, now, 10. He, this guy has to play. And if he doesn't start at 10... It means we know who 15 is. So, Castaned. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Just I, I, listen to these God. options. Castaned, Yanni De Beer, Andy Goode, Farrell, Hodgson, Duncan McRae, Liner. Michael Liner. You can, you can rule a load of those out straight yeah. off the bat, can't you? Okay, so we can get rid of Farrell. Get rid of. You, you've missed the guy who became a referee. Glenn Jackson. Glenn Jackson. Glenn yeah. Jackson. He was an excellent 10 for Saris. He was yeah. good 10 for Saris. So, Michael Liner then? I think Michael Liner. All right, in. There's a lot of big names. Actually, not a lot of big performances. Does that there. mean you're just putting Thomas Castagnette at 15? Then? Yeah, yeah, that's done. Yeah. All right, so now you've got your your midfield and wings. Okay, so the midfield, just pick any kind of... Just any two of these guys. Horan, Little, Shanklin, Henson. Um, <laughs> Henson. <I'm gonna> <laughs> How many games did Henson actually play? One and a half. <laughs> uh, and uh, the other thing as well... Um, I think it is fair to put in Barrett because Barrett for Saracens is key. Yeah, he does a- absolutely. I mean, is he the best? Is he better than those guys? No, not even close. But he's key to what they do. You've got a choice there. I think basically Horan, what a player! Yeah, yeah. what Hor- a Horan guy should be in because Philippe Seller played there, but a kind of twilight of his career, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how good his performances were. Tim Horans, he's one of those, they're quite rare these days, and they always seem to be Southern Hemisphere players. I can't think of a Northern Hemisphere, well, UK, 12, who have, who are rock solid defence, run a really hard line and can run over their opposite number, and, and, and have those beautiful deft hands or an outside break yeah. or and there's so few of them and maybe a Will Greenwood or something he wasn't yeah. that quick well, no but Will Greenwood yeah perfect yeah. perfect example he's, he's, a, he's a, the closest we've got to someone it, that good I'm, prepared, I'm getting prepared to be laughed at now I thought Stuart Abbott was that kind of player 
I thought he was really, <laughs> really good. You also think the same of uh, Anthony, Anthony Allen. Allen though. Oh, retired this, <laughs> retired this, this week. Oh, Heartbreaking for you, no. Jay. I've lost £10 that he didn't make, make the England squad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, so Tim Horan definitely in. Oh. Alongside? Probably Brad Barrett. Brad, wow. He's a, he's a good player and it, it just but, shows how important he is that he plays for England yeah I mean the other is that would seem uh, the amount of stick we've given Brad Barrett over the course of this podcast that it seems a ridiculous thing to do but I know exactly what you mean and I think Saracens fans love him yeah onto the yeah. wings then and again just to remind you if you're a Saracens fan just shouting at your phone or however you're listening to this or computer or you're, a, or you're an opponent who saw one of these guys or someone different playing and have got an opinion then at Rugby Podcast offer it on Twitter and we'll we could you could show us the error of our our ways maybe wingers then come on then let's wrap this up Ashton yeah Strettle yeah um, Dan Luger who I, that, was he wasps no Dan Luger played for Quinn Quinn's. Quinn's, sorry and he played for Saracens but I can't remember which club he was good for I've got a feeling <laughs> pretty sure he's Quinn's. it was Quinn's wasn't Quinn's, it yeah. I thought it was uh, when I was writing this I thought it it's was before, Saracens he went off to France after yeah. Saris didn't he yeah it might I, be Ashton Strettle it might, it might well be we don't have Chris, what a Chris brilliant Wiles. combo they were as well. Yeah, Chris Wiles, yeah, Chris uh, Wiles, yeah. Sub. <laughs> sub. Chris yeah. Wiles sub, best sub. <laughs> With Castanier at 15. Castanier at 15. Oh, Great love team. that. Can I just make a quick note here? I have built a pack, a Saracens pack, of just international captains. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Hold uh, on, you've got a perfect opportunity. If I, I'll play the Inception music, and in between each horn... Say the name of another international captain who would make a Saracens who's played for Saracens. Okay, there is a little bit of cheating here, but uh, uh, come on, let, let's go. Ready? Leonard, Schmidt, Ibanez. Wait for wait for the horn. Wait Sorry. for the horn. Wait for the horn. Go on. Sorry. And Sorry. Okay. That's all right. Here we, here we go. Here we go. I'm building your tension. Leonard. Yeah. Schmidt. Yeah. Ibanez. Borthwick. Murray, <laughs> Pinar, ah, it's hard. Where were the horns? Oh, I know they've got. Don't worry, carry on. Uh, <laughs> um, where, where, where have I got? I've, I've lost. Borthwick, I've lost now. You're back row now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Hill, because I'm sure he has cut in England at, at one point. Yeah. Tane Randall and Francois Pinar. Oh, actually, get rid of Hill because I know Jack Berger Jack has Berger. definitely cut in Namibia. Yeah. An embarrassment of riches that have played for that club down the years in the professional era. Your response at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. And next week, we will be doing the team that finished runners-up in the Premiership. We will be doing Bath Rugby. So that in the professional era, the best players that have played for Bath. And instantly, I'm just looking at that going, oh, I wonder if Borthwick could get in that team in as both. well. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Well, How about Grucock? He could potentially get in both. Yeah, sure could. So at Rugby Podcast, Bath fans or anyone that's played against some really impressive Bath players that have impressed you down the years let us know and we'll be doing that next week uh, however we go from just talking about Steve Borthwick uh, ex-England international to another we go to Jeff Parling now and this is the chat we had with former Leicester Tigers now Exeter Chiefs second row in England second row Jeff Parling as he took a little break for, before the England squad met up together and just after he's moved down to the southwest. Hello Hey Jeff how you doing? 
Good, thanks. Is this, is this Tim and JB, I've been told? That's it? it. Spot on. Look at you, media train. Look at that. Two people, two people on, well, three people on the line at once. Exactly. It's the future, Jeff. It's the future. Wow, well, I can't handle it. This is just overload. Have you just come from a, a long morning of interviews? Uh, not really, mate. We're doing a few photo shoots for Canterbury and stuff, so it's just up at the university, so it's fine, mate. Too fair. You're one of the uh, you're one, one of the Canterbury ambassadors, and th- there's a there's a picture of you in that. Um, you'll know the one with you doing a, a back squat in that yellow top. Um, oh, do you like that? Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. J- J- <laughs> J- JB, Natalie, Natalie uh, from Canterbury sent JB because he was talking about it on the podcast. Uh, she sent him. The that, that, identical that, the kit. Identical kit that you wore. I call it my Jeff Harling look. <laughs> and he, he nice, goes, yeah. He, great he, great he, look, yeah. It is a great look, but he goes to the gym and he thinks he's... You think you're an England international well, when you're wearing okay. it. Okay, when you look like Jeff Harling, you can lift like Jeff Harling. I mean, that's, that's, that, that's the whole whole point of the kit. <laughs> mate, that's, mate, that's not very heavy, trust me. It's not what? very heavy. Oh, I know. <laughs> you, you can answer, you don't have to, but what... what What's your deadlift, squat, and um, and uh, and oh, PBs or back? I don't know. My best thing, would, my best one would be deadlift. That'd be my best, my best lift. Oh, go on. What, um, what's that? I don't know. That'd be that'd be good though. I'm not going to give. You just sound like a dick. I think giving uh, yeah giving numbers. You yeah, know and, and we we edit it worst. to make you sound like yeah. a dick. Oh as well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. My worst, my worst would probably be bench. To be fair, um, but my best would be legs. Like, See, yeah. me and Jeff are basically identical. I mean, if you think about it, like bench, the the, the sport specific movement is handing someone off, and you don't do that as much as you power through a with, with your legs through a short carry. You know what I mean? So actually, yeah, you're all right with that. Jeff. There we go. Yeah, all right. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, good. So we've we've put JB in his place that just by wearing the kit doesn't make him Jeff Parlin. But the, <laughs> the other thing, you're in the middle of um, something that happens to players in their career. It's part of the job. Uh, you sort of, you up sticks and you and you move somewhere else. Logistically, where are you, where are you with that? Is all your stuff in a van yeah. somewhere? No, no. So we moved down last Friday. Um, some of the stuff is still in boxes, but no, been enjoying it so far. It's been beautiful down in Devon for the last week. Um, even got a little bit sunburned yesterday. I got my boy got a little bit sunburned, which I got told off for. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, really, really enjoying it so far. I've heard it's like this every single day of the year. It's obviously not, but um, no, mate, it's, it's, it's been really good so far. It's a nice area. Yeah, mate, it is. Well, we're loving it. Um, I went to I went to Exeter Uni, oh. and and uh, all all the posties round there never wear trousers; they wear shorts all year round. That's true. Well, that, oh, yeah. Well, there you go. well, that's where we are now. I'm sat in Exeter Uni AstroTurf right now. So, yeah. Well, just a matter of interest. What what is the process when you're moving clubs? I mean, you're at uh, you're at Leicester. Uh, you're putting ev- um, everything into that season. How does it? What are the conversations, and how does it all come about that you go from one club? To, to the other, do you approach them, or are you actively looking for clubs? Um, uh, yeah, a bit of both. So either you or your um, agent will, will, will speak to clubs, and clubs might inquire about you as well. And now, normally, if there's a link there and there's a fit, then then you'll go meet up and, and meet some people and, and have a chat about everything. So um, yeah, we just sort of yeah, I, I met up with uh, Rob Baxter and Rob Hunter and, and had a chat and um, li- liked what I heard and. If, you know, decided to make. We obviously speak to other people as well. So I spoke to Tony Waldrum because he was here. People yep. that I know try and ask as much as you can about the place. To oh, we've well, already spoken to Thomas Waldrum. He said uh, the what the only concern with Jeff Parling coming. He said obviously great player, good bloke. He said uh, there's a couple of concerns. One is that um, he's not going to have. He's not going to bring the Christmas spirit. Um, oh, he loves <laughs> it, and it is true, especially. 
on the pitch, some of those facials are very Grinch-like. So he reckons <laughs> I'm going to... St- a lot of kids now, their presents are going to be stolen, you know. They're not going to have Christmas. <laughs> Replace them with coal or something. Uh, the other, the other concern he's got is that he says um, Jeff's been saying that he reckons he can surf, but he said no one that tall is going to have a good enough centre of gravity Mate, to true. surf. The thing is, though, I've, I've never said I could surf. It just came from nowhere. Saying, Actually, oh, it hasn't it's come, come from nowhere. Come on, mentioned it. Okay, where did it come from? I read an interview with um, with yourself, and unfortunately, you had concussion mid-season. I'm not <laughs> suggesting that he doesn't I remember. Think, <laughs> no, I, I think you went. I think you said that you, you were surfing in in Newquay for a month or somewhere. No, no, I went up to Newcastle and tried surfing. I've tried it, I think I've done it twice in my well, life. And that turned into um, he spent a month surfing in Newquay. Well, probably he actually was trying to surf in Newcastle. Into that. I'm not sure. Yeah, JB's <laughs> responsible for that one. Sorry about that. There you go, yeah. Can you tell us, because obviously you're a Canterbury ambassador and you're, uh, you're, you're in England, you're part of the England uh, training squad. Can you tell us about the stash that's coming out on the, on the 6th of July, the new kit? Can you come on? Uh, I know, I know, Natalie, have, have you seen it? Well, I'm wearing one of the training tops right now, which is pretty smart, to be fair. Uh, what, um, the England oh, Yeah, one of the England training tops. Pretty pretty smart. Um, yeah, so there you go. I guess I can't, get, I can't reveal too much, can I? Cause, it's got to be a bit of a surprise. I'm guessing it's going to be white what, what <laughs> with a flower on it. No, not the training gear. Not the training <laughs> gear. No, that's a real kit. But what I've seen so far looks pretty smart, pretty comfortable. Cla- um, just a little yeah, something. Is it kind of classic... Good classic kind of vintage style or is it a bit futuristic or what i'd say it's probably a mesh of the two does that even exist oh wow and it hasn't existed until now until right now now they've innovated and now it's coming out right now so there we go you'll you'll see but like i said i can't give you too much can you because that would spoil the surprise it would spoil it we'll have to wait but um i mentioned this to thomas waldrum as well we've been leading a crusade on the podcast for well for, for a couple of years now just we see it every now and again, and I think you have been guilty of it yourself, uh, Jeff, in, in a Six Nations picture of doing a promotional picture in your full kit, but wearing trainers and not boots. I, I don't really know what to say to that. Um, well, yeah. first of all, you can apologise to all the children. <laughs> I apologise to everyone that I'm teaching um, to, to do to do rugby in, in the trainers. Yeah, I don't know. I think they were meant to just cut them out. Well, I think that is the plan, and you end, up, of our game. you end up seeing the, the picture with your below the ankles, and it just it ruins the whole look of a full kit. It does when, right, when you're wearing I'll, trainers. I'll, 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 right, there's a photographer here. She'll have a word with him. Yeah, um, you need to. I'll pass, on the mess- I'll pass on. I'll pass on the message for you. I'll say what you've got to say, and I'll, I'll, I'll get some feedback as well. All right. Uh, yeah, that's brilliant. That's well, that's one ticked off. The, the other thing we need to make sure we clear up uh, as we move forward, particularly you know in a World Cup year, big big year, yeah. and lots of eyes are going to be on the game. We can't be having socks rolled down. But I don't know. I appreciate sometimes the old school player who has the socks rolled down. Um, Nick, Nick Cummins can pull it off. Yep, yeah. I think. Right, yeah. There's could, two yeah, camps. That, remember, I always remember Fernandez Lobe, the second oh, round. Oh, yes. yes. yeah. But he's got yeah. skills. He, you know what I mean? When you've got skills like that. I think there's two camps, isn't there? You can be a seriously old-school good player and do it because you've, you've earned that. But it's, it's yeah. younger lads do, doing it before, before they've earned the rights of the socks. Johnny, have That's a word. We've got England push. camp, have a word with Johnny May. Say, not yet, Johnny. Johnny May, not, not yet. yet. Not, not yet, yet Johnny. It maybe maybe it's because he's got skinny calves and, and the socks don't stay. All up. the more reason to cover them while they don't stay up. I see. Mm, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> bit, get bit some, of electrical get tape. The... I'd be stuck yeah, in socks into my socks there, yeah. if, if I dropped Johnny May's calf. He's a bit odd, yeah. To, uh... If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, to say the least. So, And that's odd, odd, odd in a nice way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you'd enjoy it. You'd really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. So we have a thing on the on the podcast. Every now and again, we, we put someone into what we call banter squadron, which is basically just celebrating those players and people that in rugby that... that uphold the kind of the entertainment and the fun of the game that we all love about the game and always have and we don't want it to turn into a um you know cliche filled football fest so you know people like Nick Cummins and Joe Marler are in who else you should be in our banter squadron Tom Waldron said George Shooter but no, uh, mate, he, he was the first one I was going to say, George Shooter, with, without a doubt we should uh, try and get George on, on on the podcast you've got to get him on you've got to get him on um Another guy, uh, an Irish fellow, Mike McCarthy, I played with him at Newcastle. He he's very odd. He'd you'd, you'd enjoy him, um, but shoot, you've got to get him on. He'd he'd be fantastic. He really would be. Good tip off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have, you know, you've got you've got an England colleague who's Haskell, who's you know a, a, a phenomenon off off the field as well. With you know the the uh, what's it called the fire? I can't remember what it's called. What's, what's this? Body is it body, body fire? fire? Body that's fire. That's it. it? Have yeah. you uh, have you got any other little? strings to your bow Jeff well in terms of business things well no, business no, things or other, uh, let's just look at uh, James Haskell I imagine James Haskell shows up to every change room that he's in and tries to sell people coffee or kettlebells <laughs> or weights with his face on well, to be know, fair, we've that's had what you need to do free of him. Yeah, huh? we've had nothing free of him which is bad for him really yeah, that's poor form by him. I, I, one of my favourite things is the James Haskell video explaining why he loves his Land Rover so much. <laughs> that's, that's how you do it. Yeah, but is that how you do it? And then you get a car of a different brand, and then you say, "Why you love that one?" Yeah, it's all about it's all about loyalty and commitment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there we go. There we go. So you're originally from the northeast. Yep, I am. Um, T- Finally got to the southwest via the Midlands. It makes sense. Uh, who 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 did you play for in in your early days? Early days with Stockton didn't start until I was twelve. Um, so just Stockton, my, my my local club, still keep in touch with a few guys up there, and then carried it on when I, I joined the rugby playing school at sixteen. So I kind of carried it on there. Um, where was that? Bar- uh, Barnard Castles. 
No, Durham, Durham School for the sixth form. Ah, uh, OK. Um, so I went there, yeah. I've actually got a lot of experience with that area of the world. Um, I, I, I applied for a job and I got it and I thought I was working in Richmond, London. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I spent nine months living above a stable in Richmond, North Yorkshire. Why? How did you find it? Beyond, come on, you can be honest. Uh, how did I find it? I found it interesting. I played for Darlington and uh, they were a real good bunch of lads. But unfortunately, uh, I kind of moved at the beginning of of the off season and uh, left just as the season as the season started. But it's very, yeah. it's a very nice cold. area, very cold, uh, and not what I wanted to do at age twenty twenty two. So, <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, Richmond, enough, Richmond, North Yorkshire is not yeah, the same as Richmond, there. London. <laughs> Definitely not. Pretty, pretty quiet as well, isn't it? Not, <laughs> yeah. not too much going on. My closest na- neighbours were horses. Yeah, neighbours, horses and sheep and cows, there we go. A bit different to uh, living in London. Uh, Jeff, I've got some questions I, I want to ask you, right? So, well, no, have so, you been into, like, Game of Thrones finished this week? Have you been uh, Have you been watching that? Yeah, very um, shocked with the last episode. Disappointed as well, because he was my favourite character. Shame about um, that way. <laughs> Stop it, yeah. Jay. Hey, don't, look, don't, if, don't, no spoilers. Oh, have you not seen it? If you're not no, seen no, it, I've I'll seen it. I've seen that. it. I just mean for our look, people, I for, think, our, for no, our listeners. I'm not, no, I'm not being funny. If you've... If it's been more than three days since the last episode, that's on you. Yeah, but I just think it was such, such a, a big episode. Um, mm. And they've just killed off my favourite character. Yeah. Well, um, have they, though? Yeah, that, they have. Cause that, that, no, that, that Melisandre the witch arrived there oh. just before, and do you reckon she might use some of her fire magic it's not stuff? In the, it's not in the books, Tim. Maybe, maybe you'll turn into a White Walker. I don't know. Oh, God. Let's see. No, that what can't happen. happen. No, no, I can't. No. Around the England camp, like, is there? What do the boys do in the downtime? Obviously, you might be, you might smash a box set of Game of Thrones or whatever. But is it, is it Call of Duty's the the game du jour, or is it uh, FIFA or something else? Well, no, bit no, of darts. Obviously, I've I've never been in a uh, in a camp like in in the World Cup camp before. But normally during the the Six Nations of the autumn, I guess, because when you get downtime um, or a day off, you normally go home because you know it's a chance to get back and see the family yeah, again. Yeah. So. This is going to be different, I guess, especially when when we go to Denver, um, when everyone's together for you know when you've got a bit more sort of social time or on an evening. So you know normally when, when you yeah you're working hard and you get a bit of downtime and you and you, and you try and get home. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to to see what it's like. We'll see the dynamic. You know, there, so. there were some of those pictures of the young England boys with like a, a was it was it uh it wasn't I can't remember it was a might be was it Marlin Yard I'm not sure he had like a suitcase with a. With a PS4 oh, no, built it into it, it or no, 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 it wasn't. It was Stefan Armitage. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. But I think he's got just given a PS4 or what. Oh, okay, fair enough. Or, All right, or what have you? Uh, you must be beyond excited, and I suppose a bit of like motivation, trepidation, trepidation, all of those emotions at the moment at the thought that in your home country and you you could be part of an England side in a World Cup. Yeah, definitely. Um... I don't know. There's a lot of hard work to do first, though. So I've not even met in camp yet. I'm doing that on Monday. So I think the main thing at the moment is there's a lot of hard work to come. Yeah, we're obviously excited. But when that training squad get announced, I guess that most of the players getting announced in the training squad um, didn't really mean anything yet because you've got to get selected in the final squad and play a game. So all it means is get in, do your hard work, knuckle down and see what happens then. All right, Jeff, I've got, I'm just going to rattle through a few questions uh, before we're done here. Um, so, okay, uh, <clears throat> so uh, best player in your position, past or present? Um, I think I've never played with him, but I guess for his influence on the team, probably Jono. It's, it's hard to I'll argue with that, that, isn't yeah. it? It's hard to argue with that. Yeah, I think I only, I got to, I think I played against him once when I first started for Newcastle. Um, but like I said, what, what I've heard about him and what he, 
um, did for a team. Apparently, he wasn't a, a very big talker, but you just saw with his actions what he what he did. Um, yeah, and you can't doubt what he did for for English rugby as well as Leicester. What's your cheat meal, Jeff? You got you got a day off, and you're not counting calories or watching anything. You just you just not not giving a damn. What what do you go with? It's it something chocolatey, mate. I'm not really into crisps. Not really into what? you know har- Haribo or sweets. But give me something chocolatey or some sort of chocolate cake, and yeah, loving that. All right. Um, okay. Well, we've already talked about George Shooter, but um, I was going to say best and or worst chat uh, in a team. Um, worst chat would be Julian Salvi because he's this isn't that you know it was one of my well I guess old teammate and new teammate down here because he's pretty oh. stupid um, and, and so he says lots of things that get him in trouble um, best chat I don't know I probably quite enjoy Marla's sense of humour pretty dry um, he's quite funny actually yeah, and, and that does come across says, says what he's thinking as well doesn't he mm. he absolutely does uh, right then and I reckon you might have one from who knows Newcastle, uh, Newcastle University, or Newcastle Falcons, Leicester, England, whatever. But memorable initiations in the past. What have you done? I mean, they're pretty boring in professional rugby because you can't do too much. Um, you know, because it, it, they're honestly pretty boring. It's normally just like singing a song, isn't it? So what was your which England I'm more song? Than happy to do. Man, was can't tear my eyes off you. Um, nice. But I, I like I like a bit of karaoke anyway. So I wasn't some lads. You know, get really nervous about it, but I quite, I quite enjoyed it. What's the best song you've seen anyone else do? Um, ben Morgan did the full rap from Eight Mile, which was just not saying it's the best, <laughs> but it was so so unexpected. I tell you, a good one to look up is Kelly Brown singing the Baywatch song, topless oh, but with it. a blazer <laughs> yeah. on. That guy's got was, pipes. Yeah, it was, at, it was at a wedding, and he um, and he sung it there, and uh, yeah, he was he was unbelievable. To be fair, unbelievable. Oh, well, that, that's that's something that's been lost from the game, then, isn't it? I suppose. I mean, there's all the brilliant things about professionalism, but that's something we can be uh, just just have a little tinge of sadness for the the, the loss of initiations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We go. Should we? Uh, what should we do, Ray? I don't know. I like what, what did you? What, what have you done, Jay? What have what have Broughton Park do? Uh, I'm not saying saying it on air. There's no chance. It started so well. <laughs> it did. It's gone rapidly downhill, hasn't it? Oh, I'm sorry about that. So. Uh, this year, sail away. I'll be meeting Thomas Waldron with a plate of calamari, and I'll be meeting you with some chocolate cake. Yeah, there we go. Or, or just chocolate, plain chocolate. Or, or just plain, plain chocolate. chocolate. You're on. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Jeff, all the best in in Denver. All the best with your your preseason and that. And enjoy Exeter. And it's uh, great to have you on the podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Cheers. All right, that was Jeff Parling on the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. He's a, he's a, an affable fella, isn't he? He is. What do you think of that, Phil? Insightful. What we're learning over this past couple of weeks, we have to get George Shooter on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> really do. He, he sounds like a, he sounds like top crack. So we'll work on that one. Uh, but Phil, uh, you were watching the Super Rugby. Did you catch any of the Super Rugby over the weekend? Uh, in amongst I've, your stag do, I've seen the highlights. I couldn't find a bar uh, in Stuttgart that was showing the Super Rugby. Unfortunately, but I've seen the highlights. Did you see any signs of rugby at all while you were out there? Uh, any Germans wearing a rugby shirt? No. They strike me as a country that'd be good if they ever really took it seriously. If, yeah. Oh, uh, the the efficiency of the line out. I know I've said it before, but that'd be incredible. <laughs> big, there'd be some big units as well. Yeah. Now, I was in London once, right, and I was having a drink um, with some friends, and someone walked past the pub wearing a Colwyn Bay shirt, but not any old Colwyn Bay shirt. They're wearing a Colwyn Bay shirt with a with a pink top. So like. Um, traditional Colm Bay shirt at the bottom and then pink on the top, which meant it was Colm Bay ladies, right? So this guy walks past. I jump out of <laughs> the pub. I, 
excuse me, how have you got, got that top? He goes, oh, I was in Germany, and it was for sale in a shop which has all sorts of rugby shirts. Really? Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I don't know, I, I should have investigated more at the time, yeah. I never did. There's a shop in Germany somewhere that sells Coleman Bay ladies', ladies rugby shirts. In men's sizes. In men's sizes. <laughs> right. If anyone knows where that shirt is, where that shop is, then let us know, because this, this is a fine. Cool story, bro. But the uh, the Super Rugby, yeah. going back to it, did you you watched it all? I didn't did watch you? it, yeah, yeah. Um, so I watched the uh, Hurricanes game first because that was on first. <laughs> <laughs> Purely, wow. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, just run this by me again. Yeah. Just sorry, it was the first game on, and yeah. so you watched it first. So what I did is I looked at the two fixtures. And I thought I'm going to watch these in chronological order, <laughs> and away I went. <laughs> <laughs> so come on, come on! Then. Tell us about the Canes against the Blues, the Waratahs. Oh, there are some very strange life cho- choices been made in New Zealand at the moment, and mostly to do with male grooming. Um, <laughs> like half of the half, uh, Hurricanes team look like their accountants. Uh, so like Slade looks like a junior accountant, yeah. and Smith looks like a senior accountant. I yeah. think that, that that's fair to say. Yeah, the others. I don't know what... It's like they choose different body parts uh, by drawing it out of a lot. So I, I'm going to have um, tattoo six with hairstyle five and beard eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. They brought on a guy called Proctor who had a kind of close-shaved beard, high, high and tight. High and tight. High and then, tight. But then very, very long, wild. Long yeah. and floppy. Anyway, it turns out he's brilliant as well. Uh, he, he was the one who scored a try late on. Uh, yes, he was. He did, he did very, very well, actually. Um, and then, of course, there is um, the all-time greatest winger in, in the making, Julian Surveyor. And I'm sure he's chemically straightened his hair. <laughs> I am positive of it. Either physically or chemically. Um, they just looked a class apart, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. They've, they've been next level all, all season, haven't yeah. they? And we should summarise for people. That, that, I mean, if, you, if you're not keeping up to speed with the Super Rugby, it's at, it was at the semi-final stage. Yes. Um, so the Hurricanes have gone through, and there was a little bit of controversy surrounding this. Uh, Brumby's coach, Michael Checker... No, was, no, 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 that's the Waratahs That's Waratahs team. That's Tim. the Waratahs, Waratahs team. Tim. We'll come back to that. <laughs> Don't worry, I've got plenty to say about that. That's Highlanders. God. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's it, Hurricanes and Highlanders. I always get confused with those two. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Audi Surveyor was excellent. I mean, uh, there was a lot of chat. Why is he not in? The, not with the All Blacks? And I kind of get it now. He is. He is a genuinely great player. Yeah. Uh, and as for Brumbies, they kind of look like they've been described to me all season, which is uh, very, very tough. Their defence looks very, very stoic, but ultimately it wasn't enough. I think they were relying on getting in the right position. Mauling it over and hope and hoping that the Hurricanes lost it rather than they were going to win it. Don't don't forget that the Brumbies played last weekend in South Africa, mm-hmm. flew back to Australia, and then almost immediately back out to New Zealand. So they've it, done a lot of travelling in the last yeah. week. But the Hurricanes are just—they are awesome. Yeah, as are the Highlanders yeah. playing really well. It's like, going to be an incredible final. Um, well, Aaron, uh, Aaron Smith and uh, Naholo as well, that finish from Naholo. Yeah, well, I'm not going to lie now. Uh, when I saw the Highlanders team sheet, I was like, who are these guys? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know who the... I've never heard of the 12. I've heard of Naholo because you've said his name. Um, <laughs> you know Fe- uh, Fekitoa I, know who, I definitely know who Fekitoa is. I know who Smith... Um, uh, well, they've got two really good Smiths. I'm not sure which one's the better. In, in fact, I'm not sure which Smith would be best for the All Blacks full stop because we've got three awesome ones. Conrad, Ben and Aaron. Exactly. Their brand of rugby is amazing and to put four tries on on the Waratahs is, is something special actually. away oh, sorry well. it might even be more than four, four tries it was four tries by the time was, I turned it off it was 
four tries plus a penalty try. Yeah. Now, would anyone like to guess why I turned it off? The penalty try. <laughs> Correct. Right. What so a force. Set the scene, because this, this, uh, this is what a lot of people in the Southern Hemisphere will be talking about today. So the Hurricanes are attacking... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no way, Tim. The Highlanders <laughs> are attacking the Waratahs line. Yeah. Yeah. Take it from so there. So I think it was Aaron Smith, actually. Um, he dives, dives for the line, and he's literally millimetres away. But he gets, his, he gets his own hand underneath the ball and across comes Pottinger. I think that's how you say his name. Jack, yeah, Jack Popkeeter. Yeah, po- whatever his name is. And <laughs> he commits the only high tackle I've ever seen, ever, with his arm three inches from the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just incredible. I mean, he couldn't go any lower. He, he does yeah. block him, but it didn't seem like... It was a punch. It was just seemed like a physical physical contact. But because the hand of Smith was underneath it, and then the contact came in, he then started to roll to his back, and it resulted in, in not in not a try. I can possibly take a yellow card. Possibly. I could possibly take a penalty try. Possibly. But I can't do both. Both. I, I, I think it was more clumsy than anything. I don't. It was a high tackle, uh, and so it's a penalty. I'm not sure if he hadn't have made the high tackle, would it have been a try? So not definitely a penalty try. I, and then probably not a yellow card because it wasn't a swinging arm. It was just a bit clumsy. Yeah, I kind of think if it takes three of us more than five seconds to decide exactly what the what it was, we should just let the boys play. Because <laughs> I, I, it, we're kind of going back and forward and I don't think it's helping the game. And it certainly didn't help the game to have a world-class player off for 10 minutes and the penalty try. It just killed the game for me a bit. It's the best the right team decision. won though, right? Oh, yes. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It just leaves a sour taste in the mouth, and I don't want rugby to become that gay. It's getting too... Is judicious a word? Judicial? Maybe. Litigious? What? There you go. Let the boys play! <laughs> That's exactly what I've been saying for years, Tim. I can't, I can't... It's not what I mean when I say it. It's just, like, soft. I'd actually just go, rugby It's becoming a bit soft. It's like... That action could have happened anywhere else on the field, and the ref wouldn't have thought anything yeah, of it. Yeah, I get that. And yeah. That's what I don't like. Yeah. It's, in, it's almost like an inconsistency. I just want a game of rugby. Yeah, <laughs> we we did have two pretty good game of games of rugby. Yeah, oh, I didn't. I, I out of out of principle, I didn't watch. <laughs> you him. switched it off I with twenty it, minutes to go. <laughs> I wasn't interested at, at that point. It was done for me. Uh, well, the it will be at the Westpac Stadium. Uh, the Hurricanes are going to be the home side. Is this the first time both these teams have made the final? Have Hurricanes got there before? They've come runners up once. Which which team? Both of them been runners up once. Oh, so we're guaranteed to have a, a new a first new, time holder. A new Winner, yeah! Wow, hell yeah! And before we are done on today's podcast, um, we are going to be doing continuing our A to Z of the Rugby World Cup as we look ahead to the. Oh, it's getting closer and closer. We're in July Literally now. Every we're, day. we're almost in July. <laughs> every minute, every minute that World Cup gets closer. <laughs> <laughs> the letters G, H, and I are what we're focusing on today. So we're going to put something, someone into that letter to represent the World Cup. In its well, how many years it will have been? This will be its twenty eighth in in twenty eight years of the Rugby World Cup. The first one was eighty eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yeah. So uh, the letter G then. Now I've got one that could be G or could be H. <laughs> I also have one that could be G or could be H. Well, let's talk about that one then, because ah. Gavin Hastings. Yes. Gavin Henson, you mean? <laughs> Who's never played in a r- Rugby World Gavin Cup? Gavin Henson never playing in a Rugby World Cup. Travesty. Fact. <laughs> uh, Gavin Hastings played in several World Cups. Um, He's first in, in the very first World Cup in 87, but I think it'll be the 1991 one that he will be remembered for. And brilliant player as he was, he'll be remembered for 
all the wrong reasons as far as Scotland fans are concerned. So set the scene, Murrayfield, 1991, World Cup semi-final. The score, I think, is six all at the time. Time is starting to run out and Scotland get a penalty, a slap bang in front of the posts, in front of the right-hand post, about 15 metres back. So for a kicker like Gavin Hastings, this is, you know, 99 times out of, well, 999 times yeah. out of 1,000 he, he slots Big it shout. with his eyes shut. And he he just pushed it too far to the right of the post. Unbelievable. England didn't probably, didn't deserve to win that semi-final. No, but you know what? The Scots probably prefer, preferred it that way because they do prefer to be gallant losers rather than win anything. <laughs> it was an incredible moment. A, br- a brilliant player. And like I say, graced, graced a few World Cups. And see... Uh, I think he's got a few World Cup, and he's the second top point scorer yeah. in a World Cup. And unfortunately, fact. I think I think you're both wrong. I think you're both horribly wrong. So who do you have as a G? Well, well, it could be H as well. Oh yes, sorry. Well, it could be George North. It could in the future be. It could in the future George be. Ford, but it's almost certainly George Gregan. George Gregan is definitely a possibility. Fact. That is a great shout. Yeah, uh, it most certainly is a great shout. Was he a World Cup winner? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, of course he yeah, was. Absolutely was. I'm just thinking of the pictures of Nick Far Jones and lifted it. He was a scrum off that lifted the World Cup for them. Um but yeah. George uh, Gregan. And he got to the next final. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. He and, pre- did he play in the World Cup after that? No, in two thousand seven. Surely not. I'm not well. It's George Smith thinking, what, what, what are you ignoring me for? <laughs> uh, well, you know, if you want to do a, an interesting 15, do a 15 of George's, because you'll be amazed what, <laughs> like, what quality you get. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, well, George Gregan at G and uh, Gavin Hastings at H, potentially. Possibly, yeah. What, what other there, possibilities a, do we have? There's another GH in Graham Henry. Oh, yeah. Who failed in 2007 and was... It was oh. like national uproar that they, they failed. Thierry Dusa rearguard action. They should get rid of him, sack him, yeah. sack Graham Henry. And he was... Um, that was some of the most forward-thinking ever by New Zealand rugby to say, let's all calm down, Yeah, let's do a full review, and let's work out who the best guy is for the job at the end of, the end, end of this review. It was very controversial at the time, I think, within New Zealand, that he got reappointed. Yeah, I think it's some great, great management. Because so, it could so easily have been, oh, yeah, sack everyone. Yeah, yeah. But, and also, Graham Henry's defined his career by World Cups. So he was brought on board for Wales when we went on like a 10-game t- a winning run, uh, christened the Great Redeemer, and the World Cup came, um, came, came to Wales in the, in, the same year, in the same year that he did. Uh, so every, he, he's got one of the most storied pasts of any coach when it comes to being in World Cups, maybe outside of... That's pretty, probably he has actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you, you're right. If we're having uh, George Gregan as G, mm-hmm. yeah. it could be Graham Henry. Uh, we could have Hastings. We could have Habana, who Ooh. top scored top scored in 2007, mm. most tries in 2007. Yep, when they won it. Fact. Who was the winger for uh, America that gassed him on the outside? Nguenya. Uh, Nguenya. Yeah. Damn it, he's definitely in. <laughs> that was a brilliant moment, wasn't it? Yeah. Take it outside. Okay, I will. <laughs> Go on. Have the have the five meter line. Go on. Let yeah. me usher you into. Oh my god, where have you gone? That was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's amazing isn't it, how a moment changes a career because he did have a whole career based on based on that. He's still not actually that. He's probably only about thirty now. I 
I've got a feeling... No, he's older than that. I've got a feeling he might still be in Biarritz. Yeah, yeah, he will be. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, um, uh, I think um, Gavin Hastings goes in, second all-time World Cup yep. point scorer, miss, had one of the most memorable, for the wrong reasons, yeah. uh, World Cup moments. And so he goes in at H, so then... Or he goes in at G. So it's either George Gregan or Brian Habana. Which do you pick? Pick one, pick one, Gregan. pick one, pick one. Gregan. Gregan, right. George Gregan makes our World Cup A to Z. Gavin Hastings does. And the now the letter I. is tricky. Yeah. There are some letters where you run out of options. Or <laughs> Ireland. Yes. Ireland. Uh, but they've not never, been never that great at World Cups. Yeah. But the, the Ireland gallant loses a lot. Yeah, I mean, they supply great crack, etc., etc. Good but, fans, oh, uh, great fans. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. all before? Uh, oh, you could have Italy for the scene, but they've never done anything. It was Ireland versus Georgia, one of the, my favourite ever games. And Georgia were beating Ireland, and our Irish friend, the guy called Pete McMahon, had his head in his hand saying, oh, I can't believe it, we need, um, we need a bonus point in order to go through. And another friend next to me turned around and said, well... If you lose by less than seven, uh, <laughs> you'll get your bonus point. <laughs> uh, World Cup memories. <laughs> I struggled with this so much. I even did a lot of research to see has anyone come up with something for the letter I in a? Has anyone at any point in the past done a, I or B? Done an A to Z? <laughs> exactly. That was one of the that, that was one of the ones that I found. Oh, that was the name of the. The World Cup, gov- the rugby governing body. Are there any the- Ians who didn't play for Ireland? There's Ibanez, who we've spoken about. Oh, Ibanez, mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah. There weren't many. And here's, here's, here's the best one. Right? This is how desperate someone else was about f- uh, before the last World Cup to do an A to Z. They went, I is for idiot's guide. <laughs> <laughs> the laws of the game are often bas- baffling to the experts, so the organisers are consi- uh, considering ways of issuing basic information to novice fans, like an idiot's guide. So our letter <laughs> I is idiot's guide. So it's something that they only speculated might happen. Oh Digby Yawani been near World Cup. Yeah, but he's not done anything yeah. of many note, has he? Uh, yeah, he would have been there in 2011. Ian Humphreys? Ian Goff? Goffy. Um, <laughs> help, help. Yeah. We're hitting the panic alarm button on this one. Uh, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, we need some help. Um, so I will will confirm next week. Gregan and Hastings get our positions at the moment. Cool. Uh, right, we're, we're done. We've we got anything? Anything else? How's, um, pre- how's pre-season training go- going, Jay? I'll tell you on Thursday. Oh, is that first first session? Yeah. Oh, a bit of housekeeping. Mm-hmm. We won't be out until Tuesday next week, will we? Quite right to point that out because JB is going to be down representing us at Twickenham. Right. I we need to make sure they're actually going to let this happen. So. The one Welshman in the ranks is going to be <laughs> taking co- another Welshman. covert operation undercover at Twickenham for the England kit launch. That's right. Um, this should be good fun. You remember, you're representing the podcast, so <laughs> how could I forget him? <laughs> so when you chat to all the boys down there at Twickers, just uh, be respectful, won't you? Hey, you play Ring and Dean. Very good. That's cute. <laughs> say, say stuff like that. I'll, I'll be tweeting manically. Am I in Periscope? I think I'll get kicked up for that. Nah, you should be all right. England should kit, be all right. kit launch. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That yeah. would be pretty cool. Uh, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, and yeah, like, like as JB says, next week our podcast will be out on Tuesday rather than the usual Wednesday, uh, usual Monday. JB, cool. thank you, Tim. Nice one, Phil. Cheers, Tim. In a bit. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.